Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you uh, hold a girl's hand for her during the Our Father and you let her go in front of you in the communion line. Oof. Oh, gosh. That's, oh, that's, that is, that's a powerful, that's a relatable pow- that tweet. That is a big flex. That's how I got to the top of t- Catholic Twitter, baby. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan and I'm Patrick. So, Pat, I had the Herculean task the other day of explaining <laughs> how I got 6,000 followers on Twitter. At this point, at this point it's just embarrassing. Like when I when I was in high school, I would kind of like mention it to people and yeah. like open the twitter oh, account God. and they'd be yeah. like <laughs> what i you don't know the classic move that i pull oh no is we'll be talking about twitter <laughs> and i'll say hey you should follow me and then it'll be like oh wow okay cool what's your handle what's your at and i'll say at propostle and then i'll just kind of look and wait to see if they react <laughs> to the <laughs> follower number <laughs> Oh man, oh, <laughs> so gosh. lame, dude. Because I just it's this eager anticipation of like, are they going to notice that are it's in the quadruple it? digits? Are, or are they going to? Are you, they just going to pretend like it? they didn't see anything? Yeah. Uh, and then and then their reaction you, determines whether or not you follow them back. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't follow anybody back. I'm like, hey, follow me. I never oh, I, promised. I purged. Back. I purged the crap out of my Twitter the other day because I like yeah. I followed a bunch of people a while back because it was like. Oh, you should follow these people to like keep up to date with what's happening in the church and the world. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to know what's happening in the church and the right. world. Cardinal anymore. Dolan, I don't want to see your tweets. Don't want to see your Sorry. tweets. Sorry. Don't want to see your tweets. I Pat, this is a it's quite fortuitous actually that uh that they planned that I actually I don't know if you know this, but they actually scheduled out Easter to be 90 days after the March for Life Covington incident. So that means that <laughs> <laughs> that means I didn't have to see anything for this whole week. And then I listened to to Catching Foxes today. And apparently there was a big kerfuffle online of everybody yelling at Luke. And I had no idea. Um, and then I listened to this podcast and they were just going on and on about the Covington thing. And I fell asleep for 30 minutes during their podcast. And I felt really bad about it. But also, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. <laughs> is that bad? No. Falling asleep during it people's would... podcasts is good. Yeah. Well, just... I I'm honestly just want to say that I'm really glad just about Twitter in general that I just haven't been on it in a week. Like it's just been, oh, it's been very good. So good. Yeah. I have started using buffer more Mm-hmm. and my buffer. Do, do you think it breaks the fast to use buffer? Nope. Okay. That's why it's called buffer. It buffers. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair because all right. So here's my rationalization that I use every Lent. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a podcast. Uh huh. We got to promote the podcast. We do. Well, you know, got remember, to. remember, remember that joke back Have in the to. back in the day of like promoting your mixtape. 
uh-huh like that was like now the, it's pushing your podcast now it's pushing your podcast but that my my friend uh from from high school shout mm-hmm. out shout out for tato she um she used to back when making promoting your mixtape was a big deal and podcasts weren't mm-hmm. she would always yeah. make fun of me for promoting my podcast so way to be ahead of the curve for tato i think that pushing our podcast can be something that is revolutionary in a way because I think people, I think people push their podcasts, but if we unleash like our full potential of content creation on just the podcast, <laughs> oh man, I we're like every we're like every kid that's ever been in a gifted program. Like if I tried, dude, I'd be so smart. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you, somewhere, the, somewhere in gifted Florida, kid my podcast. mom is chuckling because that's exactly me. That's completely me. Oh man, the amount of time! If I if I had a dollar for every time a teacher said that I should apply myself and do and I do great things, I would have been able to pay for college, mm. just the whole way. Oh mm. man! By the time I was a junior in high school, I was like, guys, just stop saying it. It's not going to get through. It hasn't worked so far. I'm just going to keep doing mediocre work and focusing on youth group. I don't think you do mediocre work. Oh no! In in high school, in school. Oh oh yeah 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 well, no, no. Good. I, I, I'm not I, my life is not full of mediocrity I just I just pick and choose what to what to care about I but, promise I'm not mediocre like guys I'm fine I am I am know. so good like everything's I am just so fine right now <laughs> oh my god nobody gosh. come and check on me I'm okay I have been sitting in a college dorm for the past two weeks and I don't know what's happening <laughs> have you actually <laughs> yes I thought you graduated I did what are you doing so First of all, I got, <laughs> I got I got back mm-hmm. and my old buddy Ian was like, "Hey, so you <laughs> your apartment is not ready yet." And so yeah. you have to you, you, but you have somewhere to stay here in this college dorm. And I was like, "All right, sweet." And so I'm staying in the dorm and the apartment was like I went and checked on it and it was like not just not ready. It was a construction zone. Like there was oh, drywall no. everywhere on the floor and like there was dust everywhere. I hope they're not making you pay rent this month. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, the the, the landlord's a buddy of mine, so it's okay, it's good. good. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, and but also like on top of that, see, I thought I was gonna come back and like move into my apartment, jump into my new job, right? Um, I have not started work yet. I thought I was gonna start work two weeks ago. I'm still pending on the FBI to get back on whether or not I've been convicted of any major felonies. Oh my. And well with the government shutdown and all. That's probably what it is. Has the government reopened yet? I don't know. Okay. Cause I don't I don't I have this no, is actually the first I'm hearing that the government was shut down. Oh no. I'm kidding. <laughs> really funny though right <laughs> but it's it's funny because like I keep I keep getting reminded in just various yeah. conversation we didn't get mail for like two weeks really so that was kind of fun yeah or i don't know if it was because nobody sent us anything which is possible or if it's because <laughs> <laughs> but even if no none of my friends send me stuff usually the local supermarket is interested in my business it's and true. so <laughs> they, i they get some sort of coupon i i doubt i doubt the mail would stop because you know I, I actually that makes sense because the the phrase is like whether rain snow sleet or hail not whether rain snow sleet or government shutdown mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think it's really just that you can't close the yearbook, buddy. I can't close what? The yearbook. Oh, is that a, is that an idiom that means I can't leave school? 
Mm-hmm. That's you're what like it feels like. You're like it's that graduating senior that keeps coming. Back. Oh, it feels so weird. I'm just flirting like, with all the freshmen. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's you. That's you, dude. I'm like, I, I walked back on campus my first day, and like pretty much everyone across the board would come up to me. Not just like I'd say hi to them and they'd say something. They would come up and be like, "Why are you still here?" I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. it, this is like the first week. Chill. <laughs> but I mean, it is. I mean, they, you graduated, so I mean, yeah. You, you gotta leave so i've been hanging out at coffee shops in town instead of hanging yeah, out on the coffee shop mm-hmm. coffee shop on campus right but yeah that's fair so like phoebe's like oh do you want to meet in the in the jc and i'm like absolutely not let us <laughs> let's please any please. literally anywhere else please. anywhere else except on campus thank you it's fun <laughs> mm. yeah how 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 was your first week back ben uh, I mean, I've been back for three weeks, so. Oh gosh, everyone yeah. else is living life, and I'm stuck here. I'm getting I'm getting updates on my youth ministry from clerically speaking. Really? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Father that. Anthony mentioned randomly, like, "Oh, hey, um, like we, I was like, there was a youth ministry fundraiser, uh, selling hoagies, and I was like, sweet, that's good to hear." <laughs> yeah, you're really out of the loop. I know. <laughs> I but, love I love when Father Anthony texts us and tells us that he talks about us on in any sort of capacity on clerically speaking. It makes me feel very loved. I know. I, I feel I feel so loved. I I think I actually figure out I figured out why I get along with Father Anthony so well. It's Tell because me. on clerically speaking have never mind, I was no. gonna do a dumb joke. It's because first of all, I met his brother Nick. I told you about this, and we're the same yeah. person. Yeah. And also he is you on clerically speaking. He is the me of clerically speaking. He is the you of because I was I was I was telling Phoebe uh, yesterday I was like I was like I like clerically speaking. It's got a crunchy vibe, but if we were both clerics, you know, like Father mm-hmm. Harrison is annoyingly intellectual and and talks about how smart he is all the time, and Father Anthony is a holy and prayerful man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, double dunk. Yeah, on Father me, Anthony. Father, Father Anthony knows what he doesn't know, but owns what he does know. Yes, and which I is great. I don't know what I don't know and own myself. Welcome to the crunch. What are we talking about today? Um, I had a couple, just some thoughts, maybe like a, I don't know. It's not necessarily a full fledged topic, but it is also in a way humility. Ooh. How do you feel about that one? I feel good about it. Um, okay. <laughs> She's hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I about feel, that. I feel good. Um, virtue. I mean, I guess we don't we don't have to only talk about humility today because like I want to yeah. have I want to have uh, Joel shout out Joel on the podcast to talk about mm-hmm. um, he he actually wrote a book on humility, which is great. But I mean, you keep saying that every week that we're going to have Joel on and I can't hold my topics forever to wait I for said, Joel to I come on. I know you I know you love Joel more than me, which is fine. You want to start a true. podcast with Joel, go on ahead. But I'll <laughs> still be here every week at five o'clock on Saturday afternoons. <laughs> Talking, trying, trying out Skype and not working. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I get it. You like Joel better. That's true. All right. Um, what about humility? So I, um, so I don't know if you know about focus, but um, I'm, they I'm, like to do I'm these. Acquainted. You, you know a little bit. They like to do these cheeky things on campus where we like get everybody in discipleship um, slash any other students who are bought in on mission that might not be in formal discipleship together at one time we call it upper room which is very 
very, very, very presumptuous about the quality of people that are there. Um, <laughs> myself included, but no, I think, I think it's great. I think it's, whoa, whoa, it's really whoa, whoa. cool. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Wait, wait, what? What? Peter denied Jesus, Ethan. People, I know. I know. Just... The, the only perfect person in the upper room was Mary. Okay, and that means okay. that in every upper room on on your campus, there is at least one perfect person. <laughs> yes, um, but it's really just a great way to get everybody who's kind of bought in on for Christ and and trying to live um, discipleship intentionally in their lives just together, right? And then we usually there's just some kind yeah. of talk, and then we have a small group, and it's great to kind of because a lot of the the people who are in Bible study who might be in different Bible studies don't necessarily see each other who are from different corners of campus. Like my guys on the soccer team don't always see the guys in the fraternity that I work with. So it's nice to kind of get, you know, everybody together. So just had to take a sip of my coffee there. So, um, I was tasked with the, the talk for this week and we were, we were kind of deciding, Oh, what should we do it about? Um, and we were just brainstorming in our team meeting. We kind of settled on humility Mm. Um, because we thought that that's what, first of all, what we had all been praying with. And then we thought that it would be good for the students to hear. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts on, cause I've been reading the imitation of Christ again, um, which is never a good sign because it means that I'm going to have to change my life. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was praying a lot about humility and I kind of like, um, I don't want to like re give the talk, but I just want to like tell you the things that I talked about and then we can talk about them. Okay. Is that we, fine? We are not, we are not above giving a talk on the podcast. We've done it before. That's true. We've done it before. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so basically, and this, maybe this could be more of like a Catholic stuff you should know sort of thing where like one guy comes and he's really prepared and has all this information. The other guy kind of responds and reacts to it. Um, what do you think that would be a good format? Um, I think it's a great format, which is why that other podcast you mentioned is so successful. Mm. Um, <laughs> so you're telling me that preparing content beforehand <laughs> is actually good? No, I think we need more podcasts that just wing it every week. It's really selling. Gosh, please stop calling me out. Um, <laughs> so I think essentially that there are um, the only way to really understand humility is to understand Jesus, right? And the only way to understand Jesus mm-hmm. is to read the Gospels. And the only time that Jesus says the word humble, did you know this, is when he said, um, take up your yoke and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Did you know that that's the only time Jesus said the word humble or humility? Really? Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because it says a couple of things about humility. First of all, being that like we have to work, right? You can't take a yoke upon yourself without putting in some sort of work. Second is that we have to learn from Jesus and we have to follow him. And third is that it leads to rest. And so those were the kind of the, the framework through which I was viewing it, which I thought was really, really cool, like that Jesus had talked about humility in that way. But I kind of narrowed it down to three things, right? That there's humility and knowledge, humility in obedience, and humility in suffering. And those were the three main points that I that I talked about. Um, first one, humility and knowledge, which is kind of more, I think, what guys like you and I struggle with. Well, I struggle with all three of them, but um, <laughs> not every student necessarily struggles with it. It's like uh, relying on your on your knowledge. And saying like, well, I know all of these things, so I don't necessarily need to lead these people to Jesus because I know all of the answers. Or saying, well, I don't know all of the answers, so there's no way that I could be a good disciple. Okay. You feel yeah. what I mean? So this is two this is two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. So exactly. Like- and I think it's it's so interesting. Which one would you say you struggle with more? 
Which one do you think? <laughs> <laughs> the first one. The first one. Are you kidding me? I think that's like I think that's like every every hurdle of anyone who even remotely studies theology, not even formally. Like anyone anyone who like starts studying theology on their own volition or then like, mm-hmm. you know, is like not thrust into it by like seminary or something. I think this is one of the hurdles they have to go over is like mm-hmm. you are not the one who is supposed to tell everyone everything. And like knowledge is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Like, it's a very good thing. But it's like if if you use it incorrectly or if you're not aware of the ways to use this gift, you become bad at using that gift. I don't know. It, it's both of those things start with the presumption that um, your knowledge is supposed to be sufficient and so then if you think mine, whatever I know is supposed to be sufficient, either you go, well, I'm never going to know anything because I don't know everything. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to be holy because I don't know anything. Or you're yeah. going to think, or you do know things. You're like, my knowledge is sufficient. I don't need to listen to anything. Have you ever gone to a talk and been like, I can just check out. I know this already. Yes, I have so many times. Oh, stupidest thing that Let I do Let me tell you all, all about Seek 2019. Let me tell you all about SLS 2018 and Seek mm-hmm. 20, all of them. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. When, and then whenever we like hear the gospel presentation, we're like, I know this already. It's like, oh yeah, my goodness. First, we were made for a relationship. The relationship was broken. And uh, Jesus came to restore. And we're called to respond to that relationship. And then we have to live in with the church. I heard it before. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I th- think this is, it leads to this strange thing of trying to prove ourselves mm-hmm. to other people but then also to ourselves, but then also to God, but then also to our family and to our friends, like have the humility in what we know. Then we're constantly trying to prove that we do. know. We're constantly trying to prove, or on the flip side, we're constantly trying to prove that we don't know. And we're trying to constantly discredit ourselves from, from the conversation. Yeah. Self-depreciation can sometimes be a form of pride. Mm-hmm. which is oh my gosh when i learned when i learned how many different ways pride can exist in a person i was like gosh dang mm-hmm. it i always thought it was like i always thought pride just meant that you like thought you were hot stuff you know right. and i was like well i know i'm not hot stuff so therefore i don't struggle with pride you know <laughs> but it's like <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't popular in school so there's no way i could be prideful i was on <laughs> but yeah i mean pretty much it's like there, i i can't i can't be prideful because or like it's just like it's like saying i can't be greedy because i'm not a millionaire mm-hmm. you know it's like you don't you don't need to have material things in order to struggle with the desire for those material things you know it actually you know if you if you don't have it you probably desire it a little bit more yeah i think the um the second point is the one that hit me the hardest um was the the humility and obedience Interesting. do you ever do you ever think about this because i think about it so um sometimes we get placed in situations <laughs> or at least we i'll say me because i'm just talking about me so sometimes i'll get placed in a situation or there will be a rule that is applied to me um and I do my absolute best to either work the situation to my advantage or figure out if there's a way that I don't have to follow that rule if I don't like it. Um, which in our American kind of upbringing of, you know, idolizing kind of the, the rebel, the Ferris Bueller type, then 
that is like cool and good. And it's something like you, you appreciate the ingenuity of somebody who can get around the rules and, and skirt the, the conventions and all of those things. <laughs> I but used to brag about this all the time. Really? All the time. Oh yeah. I'm not going to right now, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like in high school, I would do that all the time. And like, I was I was the kid. I guess I will. I did it last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I got better. Um, I was always I was always the kid that could like, in in plenty of my classes, just not work hard and still do mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And I was very proud of that. And then mm-hmm. um, some 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 ways down the road, uh, Phoebe is the opposite. She worked very hard in high school and earned everything she got. And so whenever I talk about that, she always gets super mad at me. And she's like, "Listen, Pat, screw you." All right, <laughs> I'm like, "That's fair." <laughs> and it, it says it says something real because it's like, you know, honestly, I realized this a little bit a, a couple of years ago. I was like, actually, I don't know why I'm bragging about that because all I'm bragging about is the fact that I didn't learn anything. Yeah, and that's not really. That's not something to brag about. That's kind of just sad. Like, congratulations, you didn't work mm-hmm. hard, so you didn't deserve mm-hmm. what you got. So it doesn't count. Anyway. And I think it's even more than, like, working hard. It's it's just being obedient to the to the people and the, the being subject to the people that um, are around you, right? So, so, for example when I was, there was a basketball game here on campus and I was, it was very cold. And so I was driving to the basketball game and the parking lot closest to the basketball arena, you had to have a pass to park in and I didn't have a pass and I was driving my roommate's car. So I doubly did not have a pass. And there's a man that stands at the entrance of the of the parking lot, but he kind of stands to the side. And so if you just go through fast enough, you, he can't stop you from parking there. Cause all he does is wave, wave you down and you're supposed to stop and hand him the ticket. But what I did is I just kind of drove by him without looking at him <laughs> and parked <laughs> in the parking lot. And w- what that actually says about how I viewed the situation is that one, um, I didn't see that man. I viewed myself as better than that man, right? And better than his authority in that situation. And I saw myself as better than that rule um, that put that man in that position, right? And so really the goal of humility is to see yourself as inferior to all other people. And so when... What? No. Yes. No. That's literally in the imitation of Christ. Okay. I I see. I mean, like... Okay. Yeah. 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 Tell yeah, me. Yeah, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, no. T- yeah. No. Disagree. Let's go. Okay. I'm re- let's so, light it up. The reason why I don't like how you said that okay. was because I don't. I guess it's not seeing yourself as inferior to people. It's also not seeing yourself as superior to people. It's just seeing the world the way it is. Okay. Because it's like it's not that it's that you you believed yourself to be superior to that person, right? Perhaps in right. all things. Oh, for sure. But. If you saw yourself as inferior to him, nah, never mind. I don't. I don't know exactly what I'm saying. I'll bring it up later. No, I mean, I think, I think you make a good point. If Thomas Akempis said it, then it's probably true. Thomas Akempis did say it, and I can't. So it's I don't want to like. Um, I don't want to do like an appeal to authority here, but, but you should see yourself as in, point of inferior. <laughs> you should see yourself as inferior to Thomas Akempis. It's no, it's true. Honest. Um, and no, but it's it's hard to kind of put into words but i think we can go back to his 
Jesus came to be servant of all, right? Yeah. Not servant to to those that he deemed better than himself, yeah. right? Because that's that's what we typically think of when we think like, who am I going to serve? Um, people that it would benefit me or give me an advantage if I were to serve those people, you know? Yeah. Like the classic, um, you know, you you pick up the the tray at lunch or you pick up the the I don't know the the ask the leftovers from the meal at the youth group retreat from the girl that you like because you're it's advantageous for you to to do that right but you're not picking up the thing for billy who's picking his nose you know to your left you know what i mean because you because you you don't see yourself as inferior to billy like billy obviously is picking his nose like what are you doing billy we're 14 if you do pick (laughs) your nose just hide it like i do um but i think he's more getting at the the servitude towards all rather than like an actual because every human being has value. He's not trying to say like, you should see yourself as less valuable than other people. Yeah. Um, but you should see yourself as less. Um, what is the, I don't even know how to put it like less worthy to be served. I don't know. Cause the impetus is on us as Christians to serve all others. I think, I think the reason, not, not why the other that, way around the reason why that, triggered me quote unquote was because of a thing that i went through with a a dear a dear friend and and spiritual mentor Mm -hmm. um over the summer i was i was struggling a lot with um scrupulosity and it was Mm -hmm. it was actually more of a of a despair sort of situation like it was it was at a really low moment it wasn't just like because scrupulosity is kind of constant but like despair is this huge dip in, in your spiritual attitude right and so I was in I was in this like hole of despair and I was like Chris I just like I can't believe that I did this and he's like um why not and I was like fair <laughs> um he's like I sin do you think you're better than me and I was like oh my gosh yeah even when I think I suck I'm prideful gosh mm. dang it diddly fiddlesticks i (laughs) diddly fiddlesticks i'm swearing like i'm in the good place this is a i don't get that reference and i never will watch the whole show it's so good okay this Um, is a family-friendly podcast diddly fiddlesticks diddly fiddlesticks diddly darn it um hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But yeah, so like I, I think when when we're humble, right, and we're mm-hmm. like in our, in, our, in, our, in our zeal for humility, when we first have that like call to be humble, we're like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like be like St. Francis. I am... I am like dirt or I'm going to be like David in the Psalm. I am a worm and no man, sir. I am, I am a worm. 
I am a worm until something comes up that I don't like, and then I'm going to not be a worm anymore so that I can change it. <laughs> I am an anamorph. I will become a worm when I want to. <laughs> I'm going to get stuck as a red-tailed hawk because I tried. I flew too close to the sun. Is that what happened to him? Well, yeah, that one kid. He yeah. can only be human for like two hours at a time because he 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 literally flew too long as a as a red tailed hawk. Oh yeah, you can't stay you can't stay an animal. Too you can't long. stay you can't stay an animal for for too long. Oof, such oh. a good series, man. I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, but no, I think. I mean, you're right. Like we, when we get this idea of humility, you, you're exactly right. People, are like, oh man, I'm I'm ready. Like I'm ready to be humble. Um, as soon as like somebody you don't like tells you to do something that you don't want to do, it's immediately just the the switch is flipped. Humility's out the window, and it's like, how can I get out of this? How can I change this? How can I make this so that it is more in tune with what I perceive the world should be like? which is not humility, right? That is textbook pride. But that's what we're taught to do as Americans, this American industrialism. Like, if you don't like something, change it, which in some senses is good, it's obviously. It's true in, to an extent. In yeah. sinful situations or unjust situations, or and there's nothing wrong with being excellent and, like, pushing others to, to be great. Like, be there's nothing yeah. wrong with, with that. Um, but nine times out of ten, that's not really the situation, Nine times out of ten, it's hey, can you can you go do the dishes? And then I try to find somebody else to do the dishes, <laughs> and uh, and I pat myself on the back for delegating. Oof, yeah, you know, like that's that kind of stuff happens to us all the freaking time. You ever been to Panera and you like see the little the little sign that says hey, uh, uh, pick up parking only, and then you park there, but you actually sit down and eat. Like I have never done that. I have. And what does that say? It says, hey, Panera people, better than you. Ethan, Ethan, you got to you got you got to just walk longer. The yeah. world is all of your pride. Oyster. All of your pride things are parking related. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a very it's a it's a it's a unanimous uh, sort of thing that we all deal with. Like, the government should speed issue... limit speed limit. Hey, speed limit. Um, they, they call me Ethan. I'm an American red blooded. Um, <laughs> I voted mostly Republican in the last election, so I can do whatever I want. Um, don't care about you. Oh, it says no turn. No, U turn here. Well, there's no cops around. So let me flip this. Like <laughs> those are the, those are just very common everyday situations in which we say, yeah, Hey, I know, say, I know yeah, I'm not subject to this. I know better. I don't so, know, man. Mountain mountain roads. You're like, I, I I will obey this speed limit, sir. Thank you. In fact, yeah, I will go 10 miles an hour slower. <laughs> we should treat every road like a mountain road because all of our decisions affect our salvation. Um, I I was in a I was in a Goodwill yesterday, and this okay. is a completely unrelated story. But I, I found I thought out, I made a really good point just then, and you just moved on to your Goodwill story. Oh no, 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 no! It it is related. Okay. Sorry, never mind. It's not a completely unrelated point. It's an unrelated story. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so I was in a Goodwill yesterday, and I found a, a flask that said "Don't mess with Texas," and so naturally okay. I bought it. And um, well, I I tried to buy it, but I had a bunch of other stuff in my cart, and I was like moving the cart out to the car, and I was loading everything in, and I found the flask, and I was like, "Oh crap! I never paid for this." And the reason why I contemplated not going back in was for mere convenience sake oh. outside of outside of like, I don't want to lose money. I was like, I mean, if I walk back in, they'll probably do that thing where they're like, whatever, you can just keep it. 
So mm-hmm. why even bother? And I was like, no. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm like walking back, and this is that's a stupid question. That's like a stupid mm-hmm. decision. I'm just gonna go back in and pay for it. And the lady was like, like, she did actually have me pay for it, which is fair because I mean, yeah, why? It's two dollars. Chill. Um, and she was like, she's like, thank you so much for like coming back in. That's crazy that you did that. Most people would just walk away. It's just, and I'm like, yeah, it's only two dollars. She's like, yeah, that's what that's what most people would say to get out of it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not I'm not gonna like risk my eternal salvation for two dollars and she mm-hmm. laughed and and i was like yeah but you know, yeah i'm serious though <laughs> like, this is a real thing like i mean it, it was kind of funny but that's what sin is you're just risking mm-hmm. your eternal salvation for five miles over the speed limit i don't know if speeding's a sin it probably is <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's about as much of a sin as stealing something that's worth two dollars right it's like who actually cares are they gonna arrest you for shoplifting or are they gonna say first of all they're not going to catch you and second of all they're probably just going to say all right just fork over the two dollars you idiot and then get out of here don't come back that's that's where humility comes into play it's in those situations where it's like this would be stupid to follow this rule um but do you see yourself as littler than the person that put that rule into place or do you see yourself as superior to the person that put that rule into place that's what did jesus say what did jesus say when what's what time (laughs) (laughs) no sorry i (laughs) i had like a i had a very specific like story in mind and i was like you patrick surely will know where i'm going with this i don't you did not (laughs) you were just yelling at me and i was like sorry (laughs) (laughs) what did jesus say um when the uh when the when the people come to him and they've got the little coins and they say hey uh who do we do we pay taxes and Jesus says, rend unto Caesar what is Caesar's, which is insane. The full weight of like what that means is, I think it reveals a lot about Jesus' humility, honestly, of he had the the power to change anything and everything, right? Politically, militarily, um, culturally, like all this stuff, um, because giving taxes to to Caesar meant that he could continue calling himself the God man, which is who Jesus, which is who Jesus was, right? He had the power to, to completely cut off the revenue source of this. He's going to hashtag defund Caesar. No, he could have defunded Caesar quick. Right. (laughs) Um, But he didn't come to change. He didn't come to change the rules. Right. He came to fulfill the law. And found a church, yeah. but he didn't come to to change the rules so that it was more advantageous and beneficial to the Jews of the time, you know. And so, if if that's how Jesus approached a guy who was demanding sacrifice be offered to himself through the burning of incense and uh, sacrifice of animals and all these things, then how should we go about like the the little rules the the speeding limits the the things that you have to do for your classes the things that you have to do at your workplace like do we respond to them in the same way that Jesus responded to Caesar because our things are way smaller than his thing and also you know? the people who were asking that question probably didn't really care so much about the whole incense thing cuz like they're saved anyway who cares do i really have to give him money i like yeah. money i want it yeah. keep yeah. give me have it and then the same thing. Give me have it. Give me, give me, give me have money. Give me um, have money now. <laughs> give me fun. have money, but want to buy electric skateboard, $750, patreon.com slash to crunch. <laughs> give me have money. <laughs> give me have money. I don't have a, I don't have a car, but if I did have an electric skateboard, I'd be able to get around this entire campus with ease. What's an electric skateboard? 
What do you mean? What's an electric skateboard? It's an actually a skateboard that that sounds you, so hard to balance. No, 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 no. Listen. So okay. you stand on it, yep. and you have this little trigger thing in your hand. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> sounds way more aggressive than it is. And you just you flick the wheel, and you go faster or slower based on um like how hard you you pull this trigger. So it's in an your RC, It's an RC car. It's an RC car, but for your feet. Oh my gosh. And it has seven miles of range. It goes 18 miles an hour. It's only $750. I need it. <laughs> That's so slow. <laughs> Give me half money now. Give me half money well, now. <laughs> well, the one that goes 20 miles an hour is $1,000. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd buy it. <laughs> right. I'm on a budget here, Pat. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> but I think, do you have more to say on this? I mean, probably. Just But you say your thing. Well, I was going to talk about the last point, which was suffering, which kind of ties all of these things in very nicely. So humility and suffering is the culmination of all of these other humilities that we've been talking about, right? Because at the end of it, what what, what are we trying to avoid with our pride? It's suffering, you know, that's the last thing that we want. Um, But the the reality is, and I, I was praying about this the other day, this was like, this wasn't even in the, the book, right? This was just, this Jesus just gave this to me. He said, Ethan, there's no suffering that you are too good for. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure there's some that I could not do? <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's none because Jesus took on all suffering. And sometimes we say that and we're like, yeah, Jesus took on all suffering. That just means that being crucified was really hard. <laughs> But, <laughs> has he? But but has Jesus ever not tried? What that means. Has Jesus ever tried talking to that one kid that I know after only three hours of sleep? I don't think so. Okay, sure. No. Crucifixion. Has Jesus? Uh, did Jesus have to deal with slow Wi-Fi? No. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> no. When when Thomas Aquinas talks about the sufferings of Christ, he ta- he talks intimately about each part of Christ's person. So like his physical, spiritual, and um, like emotional suffering. At like all levels of his intellect, he suffered in like his reason, in mm. his sense, and in his um, um, I guess uh, I guess emotions are like the animal, the yeah. Anyway, so he suffered at like all levels of his soul and also his body, and it's 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 interesting because you think like, well, Jesus suffered in all things, but he never went through this exact suffering. It's very hard to think of something mm-hmm. that we go through commonly. Mm-hmm. that Christ didn't also go through mm-hmm. on the cross. Um, or not even commonly. Like there is, there's, there's very few sufferings that um, even like astronomical sufferings that we experience that Christ didn't experience on the cross. Yeah. I've been watching and, a lot of father Brown. Yeah. And it's such a good show. Like it's, it's on BBC, but it stays very true to Catholic tradition, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one, there's one episode he talks people down a lot from like suicide and he like converts oh. people. He converts murderers. Like that's is his this thing. Like a funny show. Is this like a joking show? Sort of. Oh, it doesn't sound fun. It's it's so like, imagine, imagine Sherlock Holmes, but a priest who does. So it's, that's the, it's, it's a detective priest. Yeah. It's uh it's based on a character created by GK Chesterton. Does he solve crimes? Yes. But he doesn't use deductive really? reasoning. Yes. So the way he solves crimes, he's a priest by day, detective by night. Yes. Have you never heard of Father Brown? 
No. Father Brown is freaking awesome. Okay. Apparently. It's like it's like GK Chesterton's Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Yeah, so he but instead of using like deductive reasoning like, oh well you can tell the way that the et cetera, et cetera is in the, he uses in the room. Prayer. He uses like his human intuition. So his his knowledge of the human person. Okay. Because he's so like he's so in tune with human nature because of confession and everything. Like Wow. And also, he also uses his he also uses basic detective skills. Like he notices things, and like, mm-hmm. and he the, has a little magnifying glass. No, he has a hat and an umbrella. He <laughs> and a bicycle. Does he have a pipe? Uh, no, I don't think so. But oh. him, him, and his like, he's got it's it's Father Brown, this like aristocratic socialite lady who goes to his church, his parish secretary, who's this like classic old Catholic Irish lady, mm-hmm. and um this young 20 year old driver who like doesn't believe in jesus and like that's his team but they're all like fiercely sounds loyal like, to him sounds like some wacky shenanigans are about to oh happen. man oh you have no clue it's so good but there's there's one episode where um it's it's very frequent for him to like figure out who the murderer is and not tell the police but instead go directly to that person and try and counsel them what like, yeah that's awesome. I know. And and like that's he, so much better than CSI Miami. Oh, it's so much better. He does it and he the reason he does it is because he knows that once they're caught, they're gonna face execution. Mm-hmm. So because in, in this period in England, everyone in the fifties, everyone who was caught as a murderer would be hung. And wow. so all of these people, they know they're facing death. And this so, show is awesome. Oh, it's so good. How and the so, heck have I never heard about this? Well, it's it's British. That's why they don't oh. really market over here. But <laughs> um, on this side of the pond. Um, but this one episode, the the woman who is the murderer, the reason why she killed her husband is because um, he was like he was like having an affair, and also um, mm. she like was suffering because she lost a child. And like a year ago, and so she killed her husband on like the year the year later, like the that day, and um, she's like yelling at Father Brown. She's like, "What does God know of my suffering? Or like, does God know exactly what I'm going through?" And and he's like, "I don't know what God thinks of you. I can't judge you, but I do know He knows what it's like to lose a child." And it's just like, holy crap! <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I mean, I did, but like, I, I just never saw it in such like an emotional and like realistic. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's, it's kind of a dramatized version of it. But like, that's the reality of of counseling, of giving people counsel, the the spiritual the the virtue of counsel. Um, it's helping people understand the heart of God. Yeah, and I'm very bad at it, and I want to be better at it. Mm-hmm. But I think a good step is like understanding. The suffering of Christ. Right. I mean, I, you're right on that track. I think a good step is if we want to show others the heart of God, then we have to understand and be close to the heart of God. And, and so that means uniting our sufferings to, to Jesus's on the cross. Yes. And this is good. And we have to do that because that's the only, that's the only way to deal with suffering in, in this life that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is anything else that we do to, to respond to suffering other than give it to Jesus and unite our suffering with his is, is, is folly. It's useless. It's useless, right? I mean, I could, I have a suffering. I could complain about it. Useless. (laughs) Um, probably a sin. I could, 
uh, cover it up with some sort of momentary pleasure, useless, probably a sin. Like all of the ways that we have <laughs> to deal with suffering are either useless or sins. Are you use- either useless or sins or both? Or both. <laughs> oh man, do you ever think God like laughs when we figure things out like this? Because it's like we need to say this so often. Mm. Like the, the the amount of times we repeat stuff on the podcast is probably you know too much for people to count, and nothing that we're saying is new. It's something that no. church Ancient fathers stuff. figured out years ago, right? But I mean, similarly, it's just like you know, how old were God. they? Probably in their forties. Yeah, we're figuring we're, it out. I now. feel like we're doing pretty good, <laughs> but they didn't convert until they were like thirty nine. Um, yeah, well, they figured also it out like have within the a year. <laughs> of two thousand years of divine revelation. It, you know helps yeah it helps <laughs> them going first <laughs> is a big is a big deal it's like, <laughs> it's like walking the beaten path as opposed to like using a machete to get through the jungle also i bought a machete for six dollars yesterday it was so cheap i was like what why anyway, did you need a, a machete you live in a dorm room not right now i don't i mean well, not not for not for long i won't that's what i meant to say <laughs> okay i was like you just told me that you did <laughs> consistency on the podcast patrick no this is this is a self-defense mechanism I have a, uh, I have no qualms about repeating things on the podcast. Oh yeah, no me either. Honest, honestly, because it's not it's not repetition in the strictest sense. Like we're not saying the same things over and over again. We are. I think it's like let me get meta for a second, because we continuously come back to to similar themes and same ideas um, throughout our spiritual life. Because that just. And the reason that we can keep coming back to them is because Jesus is always new and Jesus always has something new to give us. Um, yes. It's like, it's, it's like we, it's like the pearl of great price, right? Mm. We bury it or it's been buried and we're just digging and we're digging and we're digging. And we're trying to find it. Right. But as we're digging, we're just uncovering things about ourselves, things about God. And it's, it's still the same feel. It's still the same pearl. Like nothing has changed, but it's all about it's all in the digging and yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not worried about repeating these things because it's not about whether or not people are bored or uh yeah i guess uninterested in in the same stuff over and over again what it's about is you and i figuring out how to deep more deeply enter into our relationship with god which means going back to basics every single time what I'm about to say is risky because I never know how Teresa's going to respond when I oh, when no. I use her stuff. But uh, Teresa, shout out Teresa, has this analogy of like the spiritual life is like there's this big hole, which is your okay. heart. Mm-hmm. And you're just standing there and you're just throwing marbles and pens into the hole. You're like, I'm going to fill this. You got you got like a dump truck of marbles and a dump truck of pens. And you're just throwing stuff in You're mm-hmm. like marbles and pens, marbles and pens. And then you're like, wait, this isn't working. And then you like come to a conversion moment and Jesus like walks up to you and is like, all right, I'm going to fill in this hole. And you're like, yay, finally. And then he's like putting on a backpack with a rope and like a headlamp. And you're like, wait, Jesus, what are you doing? And he's like, no, not what am I doing? What are we doing? And he hands you a backpack and a rope and the and a, and a head uh, headlamp. And he's like, we got to go get all those marbles and pens back. You're just like, I threw so many marbles and pens in there. Oh, no. And so you're just like walking through the cavern of your heart with mm-hmm. Jesus, which mm-hmm. is a good place to be. 
And you don't even have a headlamp, actually. I take that back. You don't have a headlamp anymore. Only he knows where you're going. And you, you, you pick up a marble, and you're like, oh, wow, this is a red one. Oh, look, another red one. Oh, look, another red one. It's like you keep coming to the same stuff over and over again because we use the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Like a dog yeah. returns to his vomit, so does man return to his sin. <sighs> wow. I know. You really shook it up at the end there with the whole vomit thing. Yeah, that quote sucks. I thought about it the other day when, uh, when my friend's dog returned to his vomit i was mm. like i was like huh this is kind of an existential crisis for me if, <laughs> if you, <laughs> fair enough um yeah i don't have many more thoughts i mean i have lots of thoughts on humility and suffering and all these things but my main thought right now is one i have to pee and two <laughs> i have an indoor soccer game at eight o'clock and i need to stretch okay that's it's, fair it's in two hours, but I got to be limber. You got to be limber. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I want to end on two things. Please. The best definition of humility is like the the prefix for humility is the same prefix that um, for hummus, actually. Fun fact. And it means from the earth. Ah. I think you've heard also this Also human. Also human. Yes. So... To be Humera. humble. <laughs> What's hu- what is Humera? Did I don't I just- know. I feel like it's I feel like it's a drug or I something. I feel like it's a hold on. Before you do that, I gotta make sure that Humera is not something bad. If it is, I'm keeping it in. I'm not doing any editing. The podcast is supposed to go up tomorrow. Uh, oh, it, it used to treat rheumatoid arthritis. That's good. So uh, much like rheumatoid arthritis, if we're not humble, we become stiff and motionless. Is that what rheumatoid arthritis is? Yes. Uh can treat arthritis, plaque psoriasis, and a word that I... Crohn's disease. Anyway, c- carry on. Welcome to the Crohn's cast. Um, so much, much like much like hummus, we have to be from the earth. And mm. <laughs> um, so to be humble means to be like grounded, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not anything like um, littling yourself below human dignity. Yes. Or elevating yourself above other people, mm-hmm. but it's this very balanced and um, properly ordered understanding of your identity. Saint Therese of Lisieux had a couple of encounters with a demon, classic mystic, and um, the demon like appeared to her, and he was like, "You know who you are. You are an amazing saint, and you are perfect, and you are beautiful." And like, there's no one like you on this earth. And she's like, no, I am dirt. I sin every day and I can do nothing without Christ. And then the next night, the demon appears to her again and goes, you suck. You're the worst. Remember you did this today. God will never love you. And he's like, you're like dirt. And she goes, no, I'm a child of God. And so this is, this is humility. It's, it's elevating when the devil is trying to punch you in the face and it's, and when the devil tries to raise you up, it's littling yourself again, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just this 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 balancing act when you start to tip one way, like a tightrope walker carrying that big bar thing that works for some reason. So many metaphors. When you, oh my gosh, they're just in inside of each other. They're just like it's like a Russian doll of metaphors. Gosh dang it, that's another one. Uh- <laughs> that was more of a simile because you used the word like or as. I know, I know, I know. It okay, is sorry. a Russian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
like a tightrope walker when when they tip one way they like use the bar thing tip the other way and then um most of our most of our struggles with pride and struggles with humility come from a desire to a desire for approval mm-hmm. which is a natural desire and it's like a good desire that draws you towards god um so perhaps instead of in every conversation asking in not so many words but like through your actions and through the way you talk to people and the way you talk about yourself asking if people approve of you you know like i don't know if you've ever if if you know what i mean when i say that but like i know exactly what you mean but like in in conversations like oh yeah i'm I'm like i'm like doing this thing and like you say that as if you're just kind of like talking about something that happened but really you're saying please tell me i'm worth something because i don't believe it instead of doing that instead of asking people to affirm you affirm other people what if instead of asking people for love we just told everyone what they're at they're asking to hear you're not the only person who's constantly looking for approval everyone else is too so give them approval and through that you will find your own worth a boy seeks praise a man seeks to give honor the quotable Dr. Ethan Stevens. No, it was Dr. Jonathan Reyes. That was oh, okay. not me. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. The quotable Ethan Stevie. I'm still yeah. writing that book, The Quotable Ethan Stevie. Oh, man. I want to see it one day. <laughs> it's going to just be a picture of you in an armchair with like a pipe uh-huh. and, a, and a book with the Twitter logo on it. Okay. It's the Is it just going to be my tweets? No, and various things you said on the podcast. Oh, great. I, I would buy it buy for it. my friends and family, not for myself. Obviously. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those books that you uh, you keep in, in your bathroom. You know, mm. it's a toilet book. Why can't it be a coffee table book? Why do I get demoted? To <laughs> I found out what a coffee table book was this Christmas when I got what one. What do you mean? What else would a coffee table book be? I just I just never noticed that coffee table books were a thing. I'm just like, I don't put things on my coffee table because coffee Man, tables already have where, i wonder where i would put this coffee table book I'm but i've never called I've, I've never i've never understood i know Man. i didn't know what a coffee table book was i never like heard of that phrase before hey ma get over here they got a whole section <laughs> of coffee table books can you believe this no i just what, do, what do they even use them for <laughs> it was a picture it was a book of pictures of a of dogs various dogs eating treats and i was like yeah, what on I was That's like, what it. on earth? Who would buy this book and what would they use it for? Like, where would you put this book on a shelf? And my mom was like, you don't put it on a shelf. And I was like, where on earth would you put it then? And she's like, you put it on the coffee table. I'm like, but then your coffee table is cluttered. And my coffee table is already so cluttered with other books. <laughs> um, the only place, the only place that I would put non-bookshelf books in the bathroom, because like, you never know someone coming over to your house. You know, they're like, hey, can I borrow your phone charger? Yeah, sure. You plug it into the kitchen. Oh, I have to use the bathroom. They sit down. Darn it. My Plus, phone is on the kitchen counter. You have the added benefit of in case you're out of toilet paper, you got <laughs> You can use my book. <laughs> you know, we're going right. to make sure the pages are soft. That is going to get out, cut out of the podcast. No, it's pooping okay. Is allowed. <laughs> pooping is PG. Have you ever seen Daddy Daycare? Pooping is PG. Oh my gosh. Um, Love that movie. You can find us uh, at our emails. <laughs> Ethan at the crunchcast.com or Patrick at the crunchcast.com. Uh, you can support us patreon.com slash the crunch. If you'd like to make a one-time donation of $750 so I can buy a electric skateboard please 
send me an email. Um, sorry that we didn't get the outro in last week. Patrick cut it off because he thought he knew better than the uh, pre-established rules happened. of the podcast. That is not what he happened. Didn't, he lacked humility. I have no idea where the rest of the <laughs> podcast went. I was like, I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't find it. It was probably on the coffee table. It's a callback. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us and we'll be praying for you. We will see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.